On today's show, we're joined by three of the smartest and most experienced domain brokers in the industry. Alan Dunn finally joins us, along with Jeff Gabriel and Andrew Rosner. We intended to go according to the normal script, but in the end, I just kind of let them wander into whatever tangents were interesting because I figured we'd see what would come of it. I sure enjoyed the show. Hope you do too. Hey, Sherpa Network, I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and I'm delighted to have you joining us today. This, we are already laughing so hard, this is gonna be a great show where we get into the minds of successful domain name investors using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become better investors ourselves. We'll do the usual three segments to the review. First, learning what the Sherpas recently bought or sold. Next, we'll discuss in value an investor-submitted domain name portfolio. And finally, we'll preview some domains going to auction soon at namejet.com and whether the Sherpas think they're a good investment opportunity for you. Joining us today, we have very exciting, perhaps unrecognizable, Andrew Rosner in a blazer. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for that. Hi, Drew. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm trying to... Step up my game a little. I'm All right. Trying. All right. Well, looking sharp. And Alan Dunn, I have perhaps slightly stalked you. I'm so excited that you joined us today. Um, Alan, you are such a well-known figure in the industry, but you keep a pretty low profile. So managing director of namecorp.com. Uh, <sighs> I, I hope we can get you to share as much as possible today. Thank you for joining us. No, a pleasure to have you. I'm just happy to be here with, uh, with Jeff, Andrew, and yourself. It's great. Fabulous. And Jeff Gabriel just talked to him a couple days ago of Saw.com. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me as usual. Of course. All right. Um, let's do this. So the first segment, what's new Sherpas? The Sherpas share one purchase or sale they've made over the past few weeks, and we get to learn what they paid or received for the domain, why they thought it was a good deal, and how the negotiations progressed. Uh, remember not to say the price because first you just say the domain and then everybody guesses the price, then we hear all the details. So uh, my, I bought a domain uh, and it's confront.com. Hey, hey Jeff. Yes you sir. Don't, you, I mean your chest is kind of attractive but it's like, right. you know. There we go. Your, fa your face is better. There we sorta. go. Not much. Yeah. Okay, here I am. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Here we are. All right, so the domain is confront.com. We bought it, and you get to guess what we paid. You purchased it, so that yep. would be more, you personally bought it, right? Your, your company? No, media, well, media options, yes. For, for inventory, which is, it's a, you know, no particular purpose, not for a client. You just okay, you like the name, you thought it'd be a great name. Um, uh, I think it's a good name, but it has kind of a negative connotation to me. Um, let me look, and I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of uh, companies named it. Are there companies named it, Drew? So I don't, I don't have to look it up and spend time. Are there any big companies? I mean, there's no, there's no like billion dollar companies called Confront. Okay. Uh, I don't, th I don't think there's you know a particularly large number of end users, but um, 
I, I all right. So I, the, the the thing that I see here is the very first the very first um, result on Google for me is when the Merriam-Webster dictionary comes up first, and then obviously another definition of confrontation, which shows that instead of confront, confrontation is actually more popular. So if you're going to buy it for your own purposes, um, and then obviously the idea would be either for you, Drew, as I'm guessing that someday some company comes along to purchase it, you're going to sell it at some sort of a profit. So I'd probably say between like thirty-five and forty thousand. How dare you accuse me of something like that? <laughs> I would never try to profit off of a domain name. Yeah, I would never do something like I that. I don't see why anyone want to do that. I know we're all doing no. this for the goodness of our hearts. This is, this is a nonprofit industry, really. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. I mean, yeah. says Mother Teresa right above my door. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, I, 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 as a as a slight segue. If you actually go back and read the first blog post that was ever posted on MediaOptions.com, I assume it's still there. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Uh, but the first blog post I ever posted uh, was the, the 10 tenets of Charlie Tuna. Charlie Tuna was the nickname of my old boss from the fish business. And he had a big sign on the wall. And it was the 10 tenets of I Charlie Tuna. Reading. And it was literally, these are the 10 things that, 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 that matter to me. When I, if I need to make a decision, I, I look at the 10 tenets. If I, you know, expanding the business, do whatever decisions regarding his business, it was, these are the 10 tenets. And, you know, one of them was, I'm not Mother Teresa. <laughs> An important tenet. Yeah. Absolutely. You have a lot of good. Listen, you have a lot of confused people out there that, 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 that think they're in business to be Mother Teresa. And that's what nonprofits are for. Just ask.org. <laughs> okay. Um, so, give me so, some numbers. So, Jeff, off the cuff, you don't have to. I said 35,000. 35, okay. okay. Alan, what do you think Drew paid for it? Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I, I was going to say probably 35 to 50. I think. It's a hard one for an end user, um, you know, because there is a negative connotation. So I think the upside to maybe like a hundred thousand is pretty pretty fair. But once you go past that, I think there's a lot of other options still kind of available. Um, I, I do like the con part of it because it can stand for conference and a few other things. Mm -hmm. uh, so so there is a way to kind of use it not negatively. Um, and the search results are great because there's really nothing that shows up. It's a clean search result, um, which is, you know, phenomenal. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of really good one words that when you, you'll never rank for, you just will not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. this is a pretty good clean slate. Um, but I, I think if Drew paid 75 to 100, I think there's just too much of a holding risk. So, so I paid 15 and I thought that was a great buy. Um, and for exactly the reason that you mentioned, Alan, like, um, even though I typically do like, you know, to buy oneword.com that have a lot of clear and apparent end users, lots of trademarks from lots of different categories, uh, you know, lot, wide scope of, of potential use case. I like this one because more and more, it's, it, like you said, it's becoming very difficult to find a, a, a namespace that's a blank slate. And this is a wide open namespace. There really are not many end users at all. And there are no dominant end users. Uh, so 
I think, you know, for, for let's say some percentage of the, of the companies coming into us that want to buy a name, they're just looking for a name. They're looking for a list of names to pick from. Um, some percentage of them, that's one of the major criteria we're looking for somebody that's got sort of an open namespace. And so I liked it just for that. I, I, it's not a name I absolutely love by any stretch. And I think you're probably right. I think, you know, it could have a little more juice on it than 100, maybe 150. But yeah, it's, not, it's, got, a, it's got a limited upside. But I do think it's a good name. It's an open namespace. And I like, I, I was thinking exactly the way you are, that, that, you know, the con and the front can sort of be, there can be something else going on there. Um, and, well, you know, uh, you know, and I think, even though you guys both say it's a negative connotation, I think confront, to confront your fears, to confront your yeah. addiction, to confront, you know, your pain, to confront your disease, confront, you know, it, it, I think that's a big part of this sort of emotional awakening that we're going through uh, as a society, if we are a society. And um, so I thought confront could also be used from that, from like a sort of mental health standpoint, from a, a sort of pain and suffering standpoint, from a um, sort of self-improvement. Um, so I thought Confront was, you know, I, th I think it has a positive angle as well, not just- No, it, it does. I mean, that's, that's actually where I was gonna go next. I mean, just the wellness. I mean, everybody's looking into wellness right now and everything. If you, if you confront your challenges, ment mental health is huge. I mean, just the awareness- Huge. So it, it is, yeah, it's, it's a good name. And how did you come across it? How did the negotiations go? Uh, somebody brought it to me and said, you want this name? That's it. There was, uh, they're actually, I think they're, well, they might've been at a little higher. Uh, I might've negotiated down a little bit. Might've been at like 20 or 25 and I negotiated down a little bit. Well done. Yeah, congrats. That's a good name. All right, Jeff, you're Thank up. Thank you. To be fair, it came through an intermediary. There was, it wasn't like the owner came to me. So. Was it Mother Teresa? <laughs> it was Mother Teresa. She, no, it, it, was, it was, she, was, she confronted poverty. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Pope John Paul. <laughs> so one of the uh, salespeople, uh, Rob Wilson, who works uh, with me now, he actually just recently sold Techie.com. Ooh. And it was T-E-K-Y. So it's a different uh, sort of spelling uh, than what the way other people would spell it. Um, and um, we're brokering techie, the right spelling, and somebody was like farting around, they were close, and then they backed down and disappeared. Looks like they're probably bad block uh, Rob's name. Potentially, so then they'll probably be coming back to you in the future when they realize that um, a lot of their customers might be coming to your customer's way, right? When, um, they, got, when, they, got a, when they realize they got a hole in the bucket. <laughs> they got a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, but you know. I, <laughs> You know, I think it's a great sounding name. It's obviously forward thinking. It's a, a, a great brand. But the problem is when you advertise it on, on the radio, you're going to either have to spell it out or, um, you know, you're, you're going to have potential issues with that. So obviously the price will reflect um, some of those shortcomings. But again, it's, it's great sounding. Uh, it's short uh, to the point. And um, I actually really like the name. Was this someone who came to you requesting assistance with an acquisition? Or were you outbound selling techie.com? Uh, this person was one of the, um, is a customer that came to us to purchase the name. Okay, all right. So Alan, what do you think that um, they brokered techie.com for? What price? Uh, who, who owned the name? 
Uh, FMA on the name. Okay. <laughs> um, how do you spell it again? You guys are breaking all the rules. <laughs> what are the rules supposed to be? What are the rules? Yeah. There, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, uh, there's no like ancillary information supposed to be given prior to, um, I, I, I'm open to refining those rules because I but you gave, own... but you gave information saying that you personally purchased it. Right. I mean, we, we all know well, that's, 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 but that, no, no, but that's important, right? Because it's, are you, is it, you know, did you sell it, uh, at wholesale or at retail or, uh, did you buy it for a client or were you buying it for inventory? Those are very defining characteristics, right? Sure. Um, so that's sort of critical, but anyways, proceed accordingly. It did, we're not, we're throwing those rules out the window for today. Hey, can we just mute Andrew for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you spell tech again, Jeff? Uh, the way this domain name is spelled is T-E-K-Y. Oh, T-E-K-Y? It's a pretty good brand. I have, I have to look it up, but I mean, I, I would think based on the owner, um, and a few other things, probably 100 to 125. It's like, uh, it's Whoa. very. It, <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going lower. I'm going 40, $48,000 is my guess. Again, that's uh, extremely high for the uh, really situation on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's, it's, I, so, if, so this is the problem with giving ancillary information. The moment you say that it's an FMA name, we both go high. If, 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 if I was looking at this in a vacuum, I probably would have been more like, you know, 25, 30. But uh, anyway, my guess is 48, so I got to stand by it. That's, it, that's right. the area that you should have gone with your gut. Just like I wanted to go with my gut on, um, on yours, but I went a little higher. So, I, so this one sold for, for 15,000. It's a good name. And, and the whole yeah. reason yeah. that everybody guesses. That's a good deal isn't to make you look bad when you find out all the information. It's to see what it would be in a vacuum before all these different um, factors. And also to just see how you're judging the market and why your thought process is more important than your actual number guess. You know, so, um, so Jeff, you have a four letter.com, but it doesn't really pass the radio test. And there are lots and lots of other options someone could go with. Like, especially for yeah. being techie, you can go with a .ai, a .io, whatever. You can go T-E-C-I, T-E-C-Y, T-E-K-Y, T-E-K-I, T-E-K-Y, a, you know, a starter home. This is their starter home or maybe their, you know, first time upgrading. And it, not every startup can, can begin with the absolute best version of their name. Um, no, so, but for, so how did your client come to this number and how, um, you know, anything interesting about the negotiations or the conversation, especially when you knew they could choose something different at any moment? I think a lot of the conversation in regards to this was, well, it's just that there's a lot of other options out there. And, and, and Andrew was just, just spelling out all of the other <laughs> options that are available. Uh, especially when you get into these alternative spelling kinds of names that there is a lot of competition out there. And so, yeah. you know, the, the buyer was at a, a particular number and the seller was at a particular number. And these, this information was explained to the owner in, in exactly the way that um, Drew said it. And I think that there was 
a realization that there are other options, but at the same time, I think the buyer realized that um, that of the, all those spellings that this particular one makes the most sense for their business and they probably liked it the most. So they were willing to go above what they were willing to spend. And I think the other thing is that we need to look at with a lot of sellers um, is you have to be honest with yourself and look at the history of the name, how many offers you've gotten in the past, how many people have inquired in the past, how long have you owned the domain name? I mean, I'm sure Drew, you've purchased plenty of names that you're like, this is the best purchase I've ever made. And then you're kind of still sitting on it thinking there'd be tons of buyers and there just, nobody really likes it. And that could happen in a name that you've invested in or one that you've taken to market thinking that you're going to sell this in a week and you get no offers and nobody likes it. Like it kind of, you know, some of these names are total winners and other times when someone comes along you to be honest with yourself and you get to say, you know what, I think, I think we should probably take the money and run here and, and move on to the next opportunity. You know, you know what the biggest loser for me, well, I don't know if it's the biggest loser, but I just was thinking about this like two days ago. We have Murphy.com, which is the number one most popular Irish name in the world. There are like, I don't know, five huge companies called Murphy. And this name, I mean, I think we've had like one inquiry ever. It's just nobody gives a shit. You would think there would at least be like a bunch of guys named Kevin Murphy that would be like emailing me and be like, you know, can I have this for $5? But nobody. It's just a ghost town. Murphy.com is a ghost town. I'll give you 25 bucks for it right now. <laughs> for one hour. I literally know two guys named Kevin Murphy. I bet we could do a poll. How many? I know. I, know. I grew up Irish. Oh, my God. That's like probably, what do you mean? Did, did, did that change at some point? Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, no, sorry, no I, I grew up in a really Irish community. I moved to Florida, and we're just like a cesspool of disease down here. So. <laughs> for a minute, do you know for a minute, I thought maybe Alan and I were related. Um, he grew up in, in, in the same place. Yeah, yeah, her grandparents. Yeah, in St. John's, Newfoundland, which is tiny. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Like, we, we had this great conversation. I got all excited and interested. And then I left. And all of a sudden, I'm like, thinking, thinking. And I'm like, that's such a tiny, close-knit community. What if we're related? So <laughs> then I, like, messaged my mom. And I was like, I need all the last names from the family over there. But we're not related. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Mom was a teacher. And I, I swear, we can't go through the uh, grocery store without knowing about 30 people. Because he's taught, like... You know, thousands of students over the years. So it's a, it, it is a really small town. It's it's beautiful though. So I, love, I love it. Oh. Um. We, we own uh, talk about a ghost town. Uh, ghost town domain name. We own Newfoundland.com, and I mean that's another one. Just ghost town. Nobody wants that thing. <laughs> Not only do we have Newfoundland.com, but we have Newfin Newfound.land. Uh, I got that in the sunrise. Uh, but you know as if it matters. <laughs> well, you got the market cornered when the time is right. Well, you, you know, yeah. you know te technically the province is called Newfoundland and Labrador, right? So it, it's, yeah. the, even the marketing uh, for, for the province, it's really hard to like just differentiate the two because technically it's not. It's, it's the two, the, the island and Labrador are, you know, the, the province, right? So. 
And probably the bigger problem is that 14 people live there. Uh, 18. 18. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan, I'm starting to suspect you might be stalling. Alan, Alan, do you know the Henderson family? Uh, no, I do not. But I, I do know some Hendersons, but I don't know about from, the... From, from, from Newfoundland. They, yeah. They're not from Newfoundland, but it's like a third, fourth generation. They've got a, a, a big presence there. They own a lot of land. Uh, I might. I mean, and there's Lisa Henderson and a few people. I'm not really, I'm not really sure. I, I know the name. Yeah. But it's like Murphy. I mean, like there's 200 yeah, Murphys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Alan, what's a domain you bought or sold lately? Are you, I know that Namecorp is very private. Is there anything you're able to share the actual name or otherwise no. we can dance around it? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather not. But I, I, you know, it's funny because the, the name that Jeff brought up is a pretty good lead into something um, we're kind of, kind of in the middle of. So it, it'd be nice to get your, your, your guys' opinion on this too. So th there's a name price, I'm not going to give you the exact price, but let's say it's 600000 and the buyer is going through kind of a, a friend through me. Um, so the buyer is going through this one person and they're coming to me. And so we offered 50,000. Um, now we're up to like, I think 120. Um, but it, it, you know, I, I know, I know it's not going to be anywhere close to this. <laughs> Excuse me. So what, you know, this, it's a really awkward position for this person. And I keep telling him, you have to almost remove yourself from a situation and pass them on to me because the company, I think is starting to feel like he's trying to hustle him. But the fact is if a house is, if a house is priced at 600,000, I mean, you're not going to come in with a $60,000 offer. I mean, the, the person is just going to say no, no, no. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I mean like in, in that situation, I'm just telling him he has to kind of like, you know, either use me or use somebody else. He's still going to get the same answer. But there's, um, you know, at, at what point do you take out the third party and maybe just recommend, listen, you know, you don't want to burn your bridge or, you know, make you look like the hustler because you're not. I mean, you're just relaying information. But if you can't get a counter offer on an offer that's 10 percent of the purchase price, I mean, that's normal. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't counter that. It's, um, mm -hmm. it's a tough situation. We so. asked for a conference call for all parties to be involved and we all have a strategy meeting. Yeah. That you present the facts as to what's going on and, and you let them know what's what's happening and engage how serious the buyer is. And if they're taking the attitude that the domain isn't worth that much to them or they don't have the money, then you suggest something else like uh, Newfoundland.com, you know, and then to me, that's and if the, the third party who is who is in between you two is unwilling to do that, then the question is, is why? Yeah. Oh, and so why aren't you bringing me in? You brought me in to get you this far. Let's, let's work as a team together here. I'm not going to go around you. And let's work on this as a team and think of the best strategy and then go forward. With it, you know, because that's my attitude when somebody hires me to acquire a domain name is that I'm working for them and I want to help them get the best deal possible and make something happen, right? Yeah, no, I think it's critical to do that. I think, you know, part of this is you have to – you, you said it earlier, Jeff, and I know you've done it too, Andrew, is you kind of have to be really transparent with some of these people and just like, just explain to them the whole situation. And it's, uh, four letters are crazy. I mean, four letters can be 
extremely expensive sometimes. So like four letter words. No, this is actually an acronym. Random four letters. This is oh, actually okay, yeah. well, no, it's you know, it's a good, it's a pronounceable radio test kind of. You know, okay. But I'm not going to tell you the owner, but the owner would jack up the price. <laughs> yeah. So. It's good to have a couple stories too that you can tell examples of other situations where someone came in, made too low ball an offer, and then the seller wasn't willing to invest their time to discuss further, you know, or. Um, I mean, I think ultimately that's where our value is, is like the relationships that we have with the sellers, you know, if, if, if it is somebody we have a relationship with, like we have that ability to sort of just say, hey, here's what's, you know, here's what's up. But if it's not somebody you have a particular relationship with, then that is very tricky. Um, but Sometimes you have a combination of the middleman is worried they're going to get cut out of their referral fee or the real buyer is just super nervous about privacy or that that'll affect the price. But obviously, you know, it's not a big corporation or they wouldn't be pulling this. Um, so we, we've got a major problem right now uh, where, you know, we're acting as a buyer's broker. There's another broker in the industry. I won't mention names uh, who represents the seller. You know, this is a name that's been on the market for a long time. And, you know, our buyer has basically agreed to all terms, right? That wants to remain anonymous, wants, you know, to, to basically just wants the standard things that people hire us to do as a buyer's broker. And, um, you know, the seller and the, the seller's representative are like just getting real skeptical and anxious. And, and it's like, just so unproductive. It's like, this is the price you asked. This is the price, you know, the terms you asked. This is the contract you asked for. But it's like, it's never enough. Once they get that itch of like, wow, like, you know, I think there's more. Or, yeah, you know, how much is your commission? It's like, stop, you know. People just get very, I don't know, people have a lot of anxiety. I think that's, at the end of the day, I think people just have a lot of anxiety. Um, you know, they lose sight of the fact that it's like, Set a price. Uh, uh, what, what Jay -Z, I, I love quoting Jay-Z. Jay-Z is one, one of the smartest people alive. Swear to God. You want to find knowledge. You want to find the answer to a question about life. Just listen to Jay-Z. He's got the answers. He said, just set the price and live your life. I won't finish the sentence. It's got some slurred things. But it's like, just set the, set the price and live your life. And that's it. It's just, you've got an asset. You want to sell it. Or even if you... Get, you know, get an in, unsolicited inbound inquiry. If you've got an inkling, you want to sell it, set the price and live your life. That's it. You know, people get all anxious and jittery and then deals fall apart. This deal is going to fall apart. We're going to lose. This is probably going to lose a one, you know, it's a, it's a seven figure deal. It's a, it's a low seven figure deal. And it's probably going to fall through because you have an anxious broker and an anxious seller. And they're feeding off another and getting anxious. And that's, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I see, I see that a lot too. It, it's, it, I think it's weird because this industry is, especially brokers, I mean, we're all fairly small companies, right? I mean, five, mm -hmm. six, seven employees or whatever. But there's a lot of people that are just like one and two people. And you're, you're right. I mean, it's, this deal may just make their year or something. And they're just so <laughs> anxious to get paid. And, um, you, you know how long it takes. I mean, Jeff, you know as well, too. Some of these yeah. deals take six months, nine months. I Easy. mean, it, 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 it's a long time. 
Um, and, and the only reason, like, you know, we, we have the resumes we do is because we've put the time in. Like, mm -hmm. if you started six months ago, you're not going to have sold $10 million in domains. If you, if you do, you're pretty lucky, but you're, you know, you're, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I think a lot of the times when I've dealt with other parties that are acting this way, if they're willing to get on the phone with you, they've probably been burned by somebody before. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably true. Where in there that there's some scarring and that it requires some reassuring reassurances as to what's happening and, and what's going on. And when they ask me what my commission is, I'm, I make it clear that the buyer and I already have an agreement and this is what we're getting paid. And that's what I say. I just come out and say it because eventually all the laundry is going to come out anyway. And they're going to have, they're going to see it. And if they say, well, we want part of your commission, then, you know, you need to kind of get into that in the beginning. I think like if you called me, Drew, and you said, I'm being paid by my person. I see you're representing it. I want you to be paid by you in the beginning. And we totally understand where the, the ropes are or the lines are drawn. Yeah. And we yeah. go and do that deal. And now midway through the deal, I call you and say, Drew, your offer is fine, but now I'm not getting paid anymore. Like you and I need to figure something out. We'll figure something out together. Yeah. If you don't set the boundaries early and you don't cover those kinds of situations ahead of time. So everybody understands sometimes there's miscommunications or hard feelings or things that come up when they say, Oh, you're making 25,000 on this deal. And that's a lot of work for a couple of emails, you know, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, then that's, that's an issue because they don't really see that, you know, you've spent hours upon hours trying to explain to your client um, why the domain's worth what it is. Maybe they went for something else. Maybe you pitched that name and found them the buyer. There'd be no deal without you. And now they're telling you you're not worth the money. You know, there's all kinds of things that can happen. And I've always found that just when working with another industry broker, really making it known that, you know, we're going to split it 50-50, we'll split it 50-50. We're going to work mm -hmm. on our own sides, we're going to work on our own sides, you know, and if, you know, and if, uh, and if you're so worried about who my seller is, my question back is, why does it matter? Yeah. And then, and these are all the things, like, you gave me a price, why? you agreed to the price, yeah. I'm still getting my share, you're getting your share, yeah. what's the yeah. problem here? You know, you wanted like, your contract, we gave you your contract. You wanted your jurisdiction, we gave you your jurisdiction. You know, it's yeah. like, What's the and so to, to your point, in this particular case, we actually did. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I know you can't go I, into I, it anymore, so I'm being like, you know. Oh, I, I actually kind of almost don't give a fuck. I, I, I don't want to that again. <laughs> no, but name, you know, name, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel bad because I kind of hijacked Alan's story. It was like Alan's deal, asking for advice, and then. Yeah. No, no, it's actually, I'm glad you guys segued into that because we had this experience two weeks ago where. The deal, so the deal was 375000 and but it was the accumulation of almost a year and a half work, right? Um, finally, finally there, were, there was a deal in August. It fell through. Um, apparently, uh, the guy who actually made the offer didn't have the authority to make the offer. So the, the CEO called so me. So the story goes. I know, right? So the CEO called me and said, listen, we're going we're gonna to get back to you by the end of the year, and we'll get this deal done. Um, and you know, they always say that, right? So, but they, but they did, they came back on, um, you know, the, probably the early part of December. Um, and when you, when you talk about asking all the questions up front, we, we've been dealing with the seller for almost a year and it wasn't until, um, we gave him the final contract 
that I knew he had an attorney. Every, every, all the red lines we'd done before that he sent back, I had no idea he had an attorney. Um, and then all of a sudden we're, we have the attorney wanting to review the escrow terms, go through everything, want to question our commission and everything. Like there, there was a point there where I even had to get counsel and figure out like what my steps were to protect kind of our work. Uh, mm -hmm. Because there, there was a thought that because the, um, the attorney was seen, we were getting paid X amount that, you know, he might stall the transaction and try to do the escrow himself. So yeah, there, there's, you know, you, yeah, you have to figure out who all the parties are involved and everybody's roles and responsibilities and fees kind of well before you get to closing. So yeah. And we, so that's yeah. my thought. Yeah. You know, these deals are really complex and people who think, especially corporations who think they can do it themselves don't really understand how much the experience of each of you brokers uh, contributes to the success of the deals, to the price point of the deals, um, but also minimizes the time that anyone has to put into this. And Drew, I love your quote, time kills deals. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Can we get a website up about drewsquotes.com? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But There's always a good one. I've already been envisioning, you know, Jay's, I mean, Drew's here quoting Jay-Z. We had um, Jeff on, what did you say earlier? Um, the hole uh, in the bucket. And I just want, like, I want to. Dear Liza. That's an old song. Dear um, Liza. Like, I want to put those My grandmother used to sing together that. and see how they turn. Maybe with Mother Teresa dancing to it. And, and. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, 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 want, I want Jay Z to quote Drew, and that's it. My life complete. <laughs> I, I mean, if that happened, I'd just be like, all right, mic drop, doc, walk away, I'm done. <laughs> Drew's what, just what gonna start saying life? lots of things that he thinks Jay Z might say, <laughs> and then just claim it. <laughs> Gotta own it. Um, I actually think this was a more beneficial conversation than our planned investor portfolio review. Um, how about we skip the investor portfolio review? We can do that next time. And if there's anything else you want to talk about in common broker struggles, um, cool. And if not, we can move on to Namejet. What do you guys think? That's fine. Move on to Namejet. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break for a second for our sponsors. Our, um, so uh, let me tell you about our sponsors for today's show who support us in our mission to educate people in the domain industry. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y. FT.com. All right. So it's time for the final segment of the Sherpa Review, where we look at the marketplace list. This segment is sponsored by Namejet. We're reviewing domains heading to auction soon. If you like one of the names below, you want to click through before they go to auction because otherwise you lose your chance to put in a minimum bid or even just watch what's going on. So just transparency question, none of you own or are brokering any of the names we're discussing today, correct? Negative. Yeah. All right. Um, can, let me just ask something. Is it is this is it accurate, Alan? Are, were you the first third-party seller on Namejet ever? I don't know if I was the 
I don't know if it was the first, but I, I was the top seller for three years in a row there. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure if I was the first. I think I was one of the, I, I know I was one of the first to get my names into the, the, the expi expiration feed kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure who else was there. So. So humble. No, it was fun. It was great seeing all my names on the homepage of the snap names. It was great. <laughs> How did you get that going? Um, I, I think, you know, it was one of those things. I just had this whole portfolio of names like homevalues.net. Um, I don't know, mortgage, mortgage, mortgage. It's all names. SEO, SEO names. Yeah, they were all. You know, I was getting out of the mortgage kind of uh, industry and I just uh, emailed somebody over there one day and we put a few up for auction. Um, I think one went for like 39,000 or something. And then I had this whole portfolio. So I was like, let's get going. Let's get ready. Boom, let's go. <laughs> Unload it. Nice. Yeah, but, what was this around? Say it again? Around what year was that? Oh, God, 2007, maybe? 2006, six seven. Hmm. Um, it, it was really interesting, actually. One thing you guys will probably love about this, there was a, a flaw in the technology. Um, is when, whenever somebody purchased one of our names, um, you, would, you, you, know, you, get, you get an email from Snap's name saying that, um, you know, congratulations, you've executed this order, it's now in your account, right? Well, it's funny because Snap Names would also copy me on that email. So I was getting all the buyer's information too. Oh. <laughs> it was fabulous. Amazing. <laughs> What'd you do with that? <laughs> as, as, I had to do, I had to spend a lot of hours and a lot of digging to get all that information. Yeah, I did a lot of good reverse US searches. <laughs> yeah. I bet you did. That's amazing. Um, but you know, actually, I, I go back to one of the best things I ever did was years ago. I um, and this is something actually anybody listening, if you, you know, it's something you can re you can replicate today, is you know a lot of uh, a, lo a lot of these big portfolios, they have you know they're they're acquired day by day, right? They're acquired. I call it I call it kind of kind of Groundhog Day. You you get on you get on auctions, you bid on what's you know really good today to that but you never really go back and look at your portfolio. Um, you know, you look at it, you don't really analyze it. Um, no. I, I think I remember it was like 2005 or six or something. Um, it was either before I kind of started selling a snap names or just like shortly after. I remember um, I, I purchased a reverse who is of all of Kevin Ham's names. And I just went through the whole list and I, I started getting the plural. If he had the singular, I got the plural. And if he had the plural, I got the singular. And then, you know, over the course of a year, I threw him up a name jet and the sell through rate was phenomenal, right? Uh, because people, you know, they, they would look at the singular and they would say that, hey, Kevin owns it. Or yeah. they would, yeah, and they're like, oh, well, this guy. Automatically, that domain is a million dollars, <laughs> so I can spend 10,000 for this. Yeah, one. yeah. It was phenomenal just watching, uh, just watching it. I mean, they're all, and I think today you can even still build a pretty good portfolio by looking at some of these and just kind of, you know, you know, if, it, if a name is priced at twenty thousand, and a singular makes sense, um, you know, there's all those semantics to it, but it's definitely worth more than nine bucks. And there's still a lot of, a lot of opportunity in um, unregistered domains. I think. In unregistered names. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, oh. I don't think you, I don't think you're going to build a billion dollar portfolio, but I, I do think you can. 
you know, I, I mean, if you go back to the email we got today and the ones that, you know, somebody has registered and they've held on to for what, 13 years now, um, they're all useless pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you can register better names than that today. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. All right. I was thinking about actually like, I, I didn't think of this through very, you know, thoroughly, but, but I, I think it'd be cool to like, you know, find somebody that has the right attitude no experience in the domain business and basically sponsor them like, like, as, as, you know, like a brand sponsors an athlete and sponsor them to like, just record all of their actions, give them some guidance and, you know, basically mentor them to, to, to go from a zero or over, you know, set a time period, one year, six months, whatever, and see if it can be done. Like, I really actually want to know, like, I really want to know, can you come in today blind and broke and uh, build a living. Can you, can you come in and build a living? With zero you know, dollars? You know, you, well, you got to have some. I mean, you got to have, you got to have $10,000 in spending money. If you don't have $10,000 in spending money, you're going to have a hard time. And to be, able to, very long be able to be able to support yourself in a year on your domain sales and your acquisitions and your flips and things like that. I mean, I, again, I haven't thought this through so thoroughly. I this as a Sherpa challenge. And yeah, well, that's what I was thinking about. It's like you follow them with a weekly sort of update. You know, I bought this domain. I bought that domain. I sold this domain. And, uh, you know, totally just transparent. It's got to be somebody that's a zero. You know, it's got to come from zero. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I actually think it's possible because, you know, 10 years ago, we were all talking about you know, all, all the good names are gone, right? I mean, that was the kind mm -hmm. of, the, and even today, a lot of people say all the good names are gone. Um, but, I say it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you, you, but you've heard this, like, you know, you, you've seen over the last five or six years, you've seen the Booth brothers come in and kick ass. You've seen- Yeah, but they're not registering new names. They're no, 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 no. names no. that are 30, 25 years old. Yeah, 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 but, but you know, they, they did. I mean, they, they were buying like three numbers and stuff at the, you know, three, three letters when they started and stuff. And, and then you have, you know, other people too, who are buying, you know, they, they, they're kind of new names, but they're, they're you know, making pretty good money. Um, yeah, I, I, right. I think- Revised, revised. I think there should be two people. One, right. one does your challenge, which is they start, you know, both people start with, let's say five grand, 10 grand, okay? Uh, and, you know, maybe that's sponsorship money. Maybe we find somebody that's, you know, just young, hungry with no money and, we, we, you know, we get a you know, few companies, we sponsor them. Because I think it would actually be really interesting uh, as a case study. Because, I mean, we all want to make domain yeah, investing like a much bigger market. Like, makes sense. So, but imagine you've got one guy that, you know, you got to give him the same sort of starting point. But one guy's going to only be able to register new domains or buy expired names on the drop. But not, not at auction. And then the other guy can do whatever. Like, or, or, or basically, he can do whatever except by expired names, or maybe he can just do whatever. whatever. And so he's in the auctions, he's contacting people, domain owners to try and buy them on the cheap. You know, he's in all the wholesale nooks and crannies, um, et cetera, et cetera. I think that would be super interesting and see, see what the outcome is after six months or a year or something. No, I, I think it'd be great. I, um, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. That'd be, be funny. I have to find the right person. I mean, you, you know, this industry is not just like registering domains. You, you need to understand logic. You need to, 
there's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much more. You find the right person, though. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm How horrible is it that it, it's so hard to find somebody that understands logic? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Yeah. No, actually, I know, I know a big company. I won't say the name, but I know a huge company that was looking for a domain name manager. Um, they finally found one after two and a half years. And Whoa. this is a huge company that's like a public company. They couldn't find anybody with the experience to actually manage the portfolio, understand uh, registry, registrars, and all that stuff. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Disney? What, say it again? Disney? Was no. it Disney? Yeah, no, no, it wasn't Disney. No. I really want to know who got Disney. that job at Disney. It got a lot of traction in the domain industry, a lot of attention, yeah. and I've never yeah, seen I wonder, it from I wonder another. If they filled it. I wonder if they filled that 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 job. Anyways, I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid of theme parks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't mess with theme parks. I don't do that. Have you ever seen the Wikipedia article of all the people that have gotten hurt at Disney World? No, no I'd love to, like through Please the years, all of the all of the insurance claims and injuries. It's just one after another after another. It goes all the way down. It's like, like I wonder, like, is that like weekly, monthly, daily? Like, how often do they? I think it's yearly. Fights? It shows like blocks of people like getting eaten by crocodiles, hurt on rides, like other horrible stuff going on there. It's a legit article. Wow, I mean, a Wikipedia article. That's that's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, so so. uh Going down the rabbit hole right now. Yes, there's not going to be a uh, yeah. NamesCon Disney anytime soon. With I don't think so. <laughs> Thank the Lord. No, I, I, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> I, I'm in. <laughs> Crocodiles aren't going to eat me. I got, I got sick enough at the Playboy Mansion. I'm not messing with Disney <laughs> yeah, World. Same with me. Jesus. I live in Florida. Everybody who visits me wants to go to Disney World. By the way, <laughs> by the way, you know, you got, you got uh, uh, the uh, Legionnaires disease. Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Did you know that we're at significantly higher risk of this coronavirus? That we we could potentially become one of these high risk twenty three percent that ends up with their heart exploding. Excuse me, my heart exploding. Yeah, you'll like be bleeding out of your mouth and your heart explodes and you're fucking done. Oh, because we've had like, Legionnaires' disease, really? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it was one of the diseases that was considered a pre existing condition. Oh, having just previously listening who has no clue what you're talking about quite a few domain uh 200 folks. to be exact 200 people got contracted years, years, years ago 2011 at, at when they got the playboy plague <laughs> the playboy plague playboy plague yeah. not not as much fun to get as you might think yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part, though, is that Drew and his wife were standing right next to the misters that were infected. And Drew's wife, who is so the wonderful. Misters, the misters mean like the water mist. <laughs> so many possible interpretations. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Um, Drew, you're first. What do you think of the name checklist? We have Money Zone, Beta Site, Aquaterra. All sorts of things. Okay, so um, I don't love the list, but it's also not the worst list they've sent us. Um, I think um, uh, I really dislike Shrew.com. That was offered to me by like three different people. Yeah, I've seen ago. that around before too. Um, 
that was a booth name at some point. Uh, and I just, I don't know, shrew is like, who wants to be called a shrew? You know, like, like, a, I, I don't know. Like mouse-like creature. It's like a little mouse-like rodent, nasty little thing. You know, I like Kunai. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Kunai. Kunai was kind of cool. I, I assume it's like a Hawaiian island or something or a word. I don't know. It's a kind of a Japanese knife, I think, or tool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dope. Um, I really like, I, my favorite name on the list Pensado. is Aqua Terra. I really like Aqua Terra. Um, I just, what does I don't that know. mean in I just, Spanish? I mean, water land. What, what land of water, basically? Land of water. Um, I thought you'd like Pensado, Drew. I thought you'd pick that. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I like, um, I like gallstone too, just because it's a, you know, it's a major medical condition. It needs, there's some, there's some, a lot of new stuff coming up about gallstones. It's like an un, when I was uh, thinking, we sold bunions for a lot of money. Bunions.com. So Bunions.com. I, I got a bunion, you know. Can you give us a price range and how long ago? It was almost uh, my bunion. It was three years ago. I'll give you my bunion for like a buck and a quarter. <laughs> it sounds like the Playboy Play. for a buck and a quarter. Um, um, but Pensado, Pensado uh, I, I briefly, briefly searched it. It's a, a last name and it also means to like think or thought out. Well, I don't know, what is that, is that, is that what that means? Yeah, so, but that's the thing, it's, it's that past tense. So pensando would be like, I'm thinking, I'm okay. thinking about. And pensado is like, I thought about. So it's, it's like, it's like a Mars. That's like the equivalent of a Mars, you know, after, what is this thing, afterthought? Yeah. After, yeah. Do you still have that? I uh, like that, that was a great blog name. I think that's still the name of one of his companies. I don't think he has the blog anymore. Afterthought, let's see. But basically, that's kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of what it means. Okay, so it's not really a great, oh my God. Really a great name. Don't go there. Don't go to afterthought.com. <laughs> it just has a big picture of Amar. Does it really? <laughs> Does it really? It's like a full screen size picture of Amar. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah, you'll never, you will never be able to get out of your out of your mind. I got to. Once you see it, you can never unsee it. Time to change yeah. your background, boys. Dear God! Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Whenever so I need, Amar whenever I'm missing Amar, I'm going to Afterthought.com. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Emma, let's take what you just said about Kevin Ham adding the S to his domains. What about this? Getting so you're saying pen, pensando is like Amar's afterthought. I literally think people listening to this show are going to connect those two thoughts. Do you think that's a good second tier investment or no? To have a Spanish version of a good idea of a domain. I think the Spanish names don't um, yeah. really command the same prices typically, especially the ones that are kind of like second or third tier names. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't invest in many uh, Spanish names unless they're really strong Spanish words. That's okay. my attitude about it. Yeah. This is kind of a second or third tier Spanish word. So, and it also is, you know, um, it, it just doesn't seem to have, uh, it's not, it's not one that people who speak English know, for that matter. Um, and then there's also, as Drew is saying, it's the wrong tense, right? Or 
of the of the idea. So I probably wouldn't wouldn't really go for it. Okay. Yeah. But uh, maybe Amar will buy it for his Spanish uh, rollout into the, uh, the to the Latin American market, right? We'll see. We'll see. Drew, what do you think Aquaterra is worth? What's a good price to pay for that? Uh, cheap. <laughs> like maybe. You're, you're cheap. Like, and somebody under, else is cheap. like under, like under a grand. Like I'd want to own that name for under a grand, and I'd probably sell it in the fifteen to twenty-five range. Um, I, I may adjust that if I actually fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand to twenty-five thousand. Okay. And how long do you think it would take to sell? Years? Probably a decade. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Alan. But, you know, again, that depends on if you go out and proactively sell it or if you just tuck it away and wait. Sure. Um, All right. Alan, what stands out to you on this list? I like money zone, but I have to look at the trademark more and see. I mean, that yeah. money is a pretty trademark term. Um, yeah. I, I do like it, though. I mean, it's, 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 zone is one of the most popular uh, stuff. Totally. Um, you know, obviously there's even extension dot zone. Is there? I was uh, just going to ask that. Is there? A, is there a dot zone? There is. I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah. Uh, Nick dot zone. It is. It's a donuts extension. Oh, look at that! I've never even heard of dot zone. I kind of like dot zone. Um, yeah, I, I like. I like. I think money zone is probably one of my favorite. Um, Shrew, I don't like. I really don't. Um. Marketing summit I like, but your buyer is going to be limited to a marketing summit. So um, I have to dig into that more. I mean, they're two good words. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. It's not the Kanai I love. What do you favorite? Fingertip.com. No, don't like it at all. If it was plural, it would be good, but not singular. Oh, <laughs> man. Shrew has got to be the worst domain on the planet. Sorry. <laughs> I actually looked up who owns this. And, uh, and I, I and he's a very nice guy. I, I we all know him very well. And well, I'm sorry, but you purchased a bad domain. Uh, Roy. Ah. <laughs> sorry, Roy. Uh, but yeah, the definition of a shrew. I mean, there's the animal, and then the the connotation outside of the animal is to refer to a woman who is argumentative, nagging, and ill-tempered. <laughs> Oh, did you guys not know that? Like, I thought you were just being nice. Um, that's, I mean, Shakespeare, the taming of the shrew, and he's talking about like a horrible wife. Um, oh, no, okay, so yeah. I think the only chance for shrew is if you can find another language that can <laughs> sell it in France or Arabic or some other oh. language, some other place, otherwise good luck. But, yeah. um, so- Or it could be like an ex-girlfriend. Oh no, I think they're illegal now. Yeah, they're illegal. What about <laughs> India Tech or um, cheap well, stuff? I don't know if Alan, you want to keep talking or well, no. You, you, so the cheap stuff, I actually like to talk about that one. I, I think that that's probably a domain that a yeah. lot. I, I call it a domainer's domain. It, it's one of those things. It's not. It's not really a good brand. Um, it's really popular. It's got great search results and all that stuff. But it's one of those which, if you go to rank you're probably just going to get outranked by brands anyhow. I think that that was a name that probably would have been good in the, in the early two thousands or the late nineties when it was before all the big brands got on the internet that you'd find that website to buy a cheap pair of sneakers or something like that. But like yeah, now, no, now it's just not, it's just not going to be there. I don't see it. 
in general, I'm just not a big fan of things which are brands which are cheap or free because it makes it like by definition difficult to monetize. You know, you're talking to a very price sensitive customer. Um, and I think we, we own we own a couple and, and that are like that low. We have low fare or low price. Oh, low budget, lowbudget.com. I remember I bought that off Rick Lacona for five grand. And, uh, or maybe it was Toby, but one of them, I bought out for five grand. And I remember thinking, wow, lowbudget.com for five grand, that's a steal. But then, you know, it was like, again, ghost town. I don't think we've ever had a single <laughs> lead for that domain, ever. So if uh, you had your um, pretend investor here on the show and they had to buy one of these domains, what domain would you recommend and at what maximum price? Ooh, good. I, I, would I would hope that investor wouldn't take our recommendation without actually going through the trademarks, looking at the Google search results. Um, Agreed. I, I, I think if he just takes a recommendation of even 10 people without looking at that other stuff, he's not the right guy for our project. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and this is just an off the cuff uh, question too. But I so, want to right, let me address it. So marketingsummit.com, I would say is like the most safe bet in here, right? Like if you've got that really cheap, like a couple hundred bucks, thousand bucks, like for sure, there must be, there literally probably is a thousand marketing summits just in the United States alone. And one of them, if you contact all of them, probably one of them will pay you five grand, 10 grand, you know, maybe you, you lightning strikes and you get, you know, 25, but I doubt it. You probably get more like five to 10 grand. And um, so I think, you know, that's probably like the sure bet vanilla name in here. You know, you're not, if you buy that name for a good price, you're not going to lose money uh, and you're probably not going to make a ton of money, but it's a pretty straightforward investment, I would say. Yeah, okay. um, I agree with that because the the company the buyer doesn't have to rebrand, right? I mean, this yeah, could exactly. be this could be a marketing tool for them or whatever. Whereas every other one, for the most part, it is something they you know. I go with Aquaterra. Okay, and what price? Uh, well, for an investor, I'd probably say sub a thousand dollars, but like uh, before, similar like fifteen or twenty if you were going to sell it someday. And I can see that there is a wilderness area arguably it's a color um and um there's a place uh in south africa called it aquaterra cape town um drew did you visit aquaterra when you were in africa I, I did not i did not i missed out um there seems to be some uh hotels restaurants oh and wow mega watch omega. yeah omega omega has a watch called the sea master aquaterra so I'd probably go with that one being as generic as it can be. And uh, it does clearly have value to different industries, organizations, or people. So I think that that would probably be my winner that I'd go okay. for. Okay, all right. Alan, what's your winner? And, and, uh, and don't forget, I think we lost Kunai a little bit in the shuffle here. I like Kunai too. That would probably be my number two. At same price? You can't. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I know what a kunai is. Oh my God. I love this name now. Yeah. I just Googled it for the first time. 
Oh, this is right, well, I'm, awesome. I'm making this my number one choice because you guys didn't take it yet. So can I? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I, oh, I, I like Kanai. Kanai or Aquaterra? Well, the more you read about Kanai, it's not as exactly what those pictures are, Drew. Those are not exactly. Oh, no? No. It's kind uh, of like, a, it's like a, it's almost like the similar to like a trowel for um, like cement. But it uh, says here that it, like ninjas can use anything as a weapon. Like anything yeah. on them. And there's one video game apparently named that, and that would be an amazing video uh, game name or a lot of, uh, I think, different applications, it, whether it's in tech or, I mean, it sounds cool. I, I just want to be a ninja. That's it. I mean, this you, is you, Jeff, tell me the truth. You were reading the ninjaencyclopedia.com, weren't you? I was. All in ninja. I read all, all ninjagear.com, and I was reading it. Ah. Right now I'm reading it. Because the first sentence on uh, uh, the Ninja Encyclopedia for Kanai is basically for ninjas, there is no determinate distinction between a tool and a weapon. Well, yeah, I've read that. I read that part, but I was reading it on all ninja something, all ninja gear, largest selection of ninja weapons. Wow, Kunai is the most famous weapon of ninjas, second only to the Shuriken, whatever that is. Well, guys, I will see. I will see you in the auction for this to me. <laughs> so, masonry, masonry trowel is the most uh, most um, commonly used uh, Japanese tool. All right, you still each stand by your top pick. I do. Sure. Oh, a shuriken is basically what we would have referred to as a Chinese star. Shurikens I hear about at home with my teenage boys. Kunai really? never. Yeah. But, uh, and like I already knew what it was, what it does, yeah, what star. things they do. A lot of people think it's an island off the coast of Hawaii. <laughs> but Kunai, <laughs> I've never heard of, but I will market test my two teenagers this afternoon. Um, all right, let's, let's wrap it up. Um, what do you guys want to promote? What's going on in business or personally? What's, what's new? Um, Alan, you are uh, the one who has not been on this show forever so you get to go first domain stories oh fantastic no no i, I you know I, I think part of this year we're trying to do a few different things and um you know one of the things I, I love about our industry is we have so many different stories to tell i talk to jeff all the time talk to andrew every now and then um and you know even at conferences we can sit down for hours and just talk with different stories and that's one thing we're trying to um trying to bring with the with the podcast more um there, there's still a lot of stuff we got to work out and there's hold on, and, hold on hold on you can't you can't introduce your podcast. you have to set it. i have a podcast it's called x i know you right here. You can't all right well there's the, there's a podcast called uh domain stories right domainstories.com exactly so we're you know we're, we're going to try to introduce some uh some better stories myself mark daniel a few other people in the industry um I, I, there's there's a bigger plan for this because I, I I think part of part of the big thing in this industry is you know we I think we constantly a lot of us talk within our circle kind of thing so you're talking mm -hmm. to the same audience of three four hundred people um, and, and and it's proven I mean like in, at NameJet you take the best domain name you put mortgage.com on um, on NameJet and you're probably going to max out at around two hundred and fifty bidders. Right. So that tells you the size of kind of the industry. Um, so part of what we're trying to do this year is actually bring in some stories that um, it's just 
they're, they're a bigger audience. They're, they're for brands, they're for founders and stuff like that. So um, when Ron Jackson kind of announced the blog or the podcast, he kind of jumped the gun. So, <laughs> so we, we threw a lot of stuff together, but it was, uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, we, I want to do more. I think education is a huge part. And I think um, hopefully GoDaddy plays a big role in that too over the, over the, and, you know, is able yeah. to educate the water audience. I mean, um, I, I know you guys have talked about that acquisition, but I think it's, uh, I think it's a really good opportunity for the industry in the whole, uh, you know, because we are one big dysfunctional family. We certainly are. <laughs> But, yeah, that's cool. Well, congrats on launching it, and I'm very excited to see uh, what more is to come. Uh, Jeff Gabriel, Saw.com, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, we uh, just finished our, really, uh, January is our first true month in business. Um, this month has been, been good as well, and what we're really doing is taking the knowledge that I've earned over the years with um, technology, CRM, and, and managing people's portfolios, and really starting to um, get everything rolling. And one of the things that we're focusing on doing, and that's where Amanda Waltz has come in, is that we have a lot of connections um, in New York and LA with a lot of these branding companies and VCs. And um, we're really starting to, to work with them. And, and what we wanna do is bring in more larger portfolios or sellers, help them with their sales on more of a, not on a, a single one by one name basis, but more of on a portfolio basis and kind of create an ecosystem between, you know, these uh, VCs and marketing companies and, and work with them to find the right brands and, and continue working with, you know, the similar people to, to make sales and, and work together to do that. So um, we're working with some relatively high profile sellers to do that. And uh, we're working on some larger names and other opportunities to get out there in the market and, uh, and make some sales. So, um, it's been a wonderful experience. Um, I mean, I've been working on this for a number of months, but um, you know, we just added two more salespeople, and you know, once we get uh, going a little further, we plan on adding a few more and um, continuing to spread. Like Alan's saying, a big part is education and educating and providing the resources for people to find that information in an easy way that they can read and actually bring to a business meeting or a boardroom and say, look at this information. I found this on a reputable site from the domain industry to hopefully help obviously our company make more sales and, and connect more buyers and sellers. But at the same time, it can help educate others in the space to help everyone in the industry do better. And that's, um, that's the goal. That's fantastic. Yeah, congrats, good job. And uh, I guess we'll be watching out for that too. And Andrew Rosner, Media Options, what is going on? What's in the pipes? Uh, well, uh, let's see. We've got quite a few, we've got quite a bit in the, in the pipeline. Um, uh, let's see, where do we start? Um, so, uh, well, we've got an amazing, amazing deal at the moment. Uh, one of our clients uh, who we sold uh, a couple of names. Well, we've sold them a lot of names, but we sold them uh, two names recently. And, and uh, uh, I can't go into detail, but uh, that company is uh, undergoing a change. Let's put it that way. And uh, these two domain names will not be a part of that. And uh, that is to some lucky investor or company's benefit. Uh, we've got Bloom 
relief.com, which we previously sold for a lot of money, uh, and relief.com, which we previously acquired for this customer for a lot of money, uh, which had never, ever, ever been sold, been on the market, original owner. Uh, that was a funny one. That took a long time to acquire uh, for this client because uh, it, it, it was uh, this OG Silicon Valley programmer guy. Uh, and he, I think he even worked for Apple or for Microsoft or Google, one, one of the big. And um, his last name was uh, like uh, Filer, Filer, relief spelled backwards. We need Mike Mann. Mike Mann can read that shit backwards like you just said, about, you know, I tell you exactly what it is backwards. That's it, that's, that's got weird talent. Anyways, um, yeah, his name, his last name was Relief Backwards. So, so he, you know, he hung on to it. That was his email address. Anyways, relief.com, bloom.com, uh, for sale. Uh, I mean, the asking price is uh, $499,000 each, but basically all offers will be considered and these must be sold in the next uh, two weeks. So uh, I know we have a couple of, uh, Chris just took these out to market uh, starting last night. Uh, I know we've got uh, a couple of offers that have come in for the package, um, but uh, I mean, both of those names have a lot of end users. So I think that this is uh, one of the best package name deals I've ever had. Um, so anyways, if relief.com and bloom.com, uh, you know a buyer, come knocking sooner rather than later. These names are going to sell. Very nice. Uh, beyond that, uh, what else? That's it. That's it. Andrew, what is your what, what is your sign say behind you? <laughs> it says, uh, hold on. Domain names as a service. Oh, you that's domain right. names you have, as a service. You have that trademark, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Domain names as a service. I had to fight for that trademark too. They rejected my ass. And then I had to push back and I'd say, well, look at all these other stupid things. They said, well, that's generic. Aren't domain names already a service? They said, no, domain names are either property or a contract, right? But they're not a service. And so, anyways. Um, well, yeah. software as a service, is that trademarked? It is. Yeah, I think it's yes. uh, Salesforce, isn't it? There's a uh, lot of No, I think it isn't Salesforce, actually. I think it's... Um, there's a lot of companies that, that offer because we had the opportunity to sell SaaS back in the day. We didn't. We didn't. I, I, get, I don't remember what happened. If they didn't hire us, or I don't think they ever acquired that. I remember that actually. That, that was floating around for a while. Yeah, they were out to sell it. Now Chronos bought it. Who? S A A S. Yeah, I mean, we actually just inquired on that for a name, like for a, a client, like literally a week or two ago. Uh, they said absolutely unequivocally not for sale. I'm looking at the email right now. Uh, but back in the day, whoops, sorry, somebody's melting somebody's down. Somebody's not happy. Is that you crying? Uh, okay, so back in 2010. <laughs> <That's me>. Whoa. <laughs> back in 2010. Uh, yeah, we got contacted to sell this. Seeing if they gave us a price. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I, I see it here in 2014, actually. Uh, now I have a voicemail. Uh, oh man, oh, what a steal. 2011, it was offered to me for 350,000. 2011, that was a while ago. 2011? Yeah, so yeah, 2011. Yeah, in 2014, I've got, they would not look at offers of seven figures, so. Uh, All right, guys, I think it's time to wrap it up. It was yeah. really good right. to see each of you. This was a fun show. Thanks for going with the flow, changing things up. Um, I look forward to the next time we see Drew Rosner in a blazer that we see Alan Dunn at all. And Jeff, you like, I don't know, are you going to be on next week too? So there's been a lot of Jeff. He's going to let me. I think he's done with me now. Oh, only if the check comes in the mail. <laughs> the last time I checked, you don't owe me money. Jeff, can you put a, can you put a green screen behind you so I can sponsor? I owe you a stick. I don't owe you money. And you owe me 500 bucks. I owe you love and friendship. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Oh, I see, actually, you're right. You know what? I actually do, but I do owe you $500. However, for the <laughs> record, it's your own damn fault because you don't send me a freaking the, the information I need to send it to you. Well, hey, it might be worth it for me to harass you forever over it. <laughs> I mean, probably there's, there's, worth there's more than $500. A lot more value in that. I know, right? You, you would be possibly, you, maybe you, Tess. You and Tess might be the only two people who can actually say I owe them money in the world. I don't think there's anybody else in the world I owe money to. I like having that distinction. You, you are the you fastest player. <laughs> All, right, all right, guys. We'll see you all okay. next time. All right. Have a good day. Bye, guys. <laughs> nice to see you all.